the new marketing for your small business podcast. Delivering the latest opportunities in marketing to help your small business grow and prosper in a digital world. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to our podcast, New Marketing for Your Small Business. I am William Schultz from Vivid Concepts Media. And I am Luke Porter from Moving Tree Media. And today we have a great episode for you because it's episode number two. And you guys are probably wondering who the hell are these guys on my screen or in my earphones? Well, today we're going to find out who Luke Porter is because today's episode is who is Luke Porter? So I'm going to be interviewing Luke. We'll get a little uh, opportunity to find out a little bit more about his background in marketing and sales and kind of maybe some other things that you might find uh, interesting about Luke. So um, without further ado, Luke, uh, maybe why don't you just say your name and your business and uh, how long have you been in business for? Luke Porter, Moving Tree Media. I started my own business. Well, I started part-time in 2017 and went full-time with it in 2019. Okay. And tell me, what is your business? What are the services your business does? What does your business do? Really, it's a digital marketing business. But the things that I focus on the most are three things. One is video production. Two is website design. And three is social media marketing and management. Okay. And so... Going from there, let's let's kind of reverse engineer everything. How did you even get into video and marketing and websites and stuff like that? So as far back as I can even remember, like literally kindergarten, I wanted to start my own business. Really? And in kindergarten, I would draw cartoons and sketches. I'd draw like Darkling Duck, Minnie Mouse. And I'd charge other kids a quarter a drawing. <laughs> I call it the Porter Cartooning Company. Oh, wow. <laughs> so you were a hustler and a creator from the, right. from the beginning. <laughs> and then my family got a family video camera. And I started making these stupid little movies where really? I would play all the characters and just move the camera around. Like I remember one where I was a wizard and I had a magic watermelon that could read people's minds. <laughs> We need to dig up that footage. So, you know, Luke's parents, if you guys are listening and watching, can we can we get this footage? We, we're going to need that for future episodes. And so I've always been drawn to these creative things. And in high school, I would draw these cartoons. They are called Nobody versus Evil Nobody. Okay. Think about it like Spy versus Spy, the old Mad Magazine guys. Mm -hmm. Same concept. You had one guy wearing a white shirt, one guy wearing a black okay. shirt, and they would fight. Okay. And I made a book and published it in high school. Wow. We sold like 300 copies of are it. Are you serious? Of just my wow. goofy little fighting cartoons. That's pretty cool, man. I mean, you're you are already an accomplished creator and entrepreneur, like grade school, man. And I was just busy chasing girls around like, what the hell, man? I need to get on your level. So how, So you, you, you're in grade school, you go there. So what were you doing in high school? Because I got to imagine this entrepreneurial spirit and this creativity must have kept leveling up as you, as you were growing as a young man. So the plan was to major in fine art because okay. I also loved painting. Okay. I love sculpting. That, that I'm going to be an artist. That was the plan. I went to college and started doing fine art. And then everyone said, you're not going to make it as an artist. Why did they say that? They said, artists don't make any money. Oh, okay. okay. They said, you should 
keep art as a hobby, do something else. Okay. So I thought, you know what? I, at the time, I loved computers. I was making my own video games because, of course, entrepreneurial spirit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and actually, in college, I made two full-length video games. Wow. And a video game company, <laughs> and I sold it to a European developer. Really? <laughs> That's awesome, man. See, I'm, just so you guys know, I'm finding, about, uh, finding out about all this today, right now. So this is a treat, not only for you, but for me as well. So, so you sell this, uh, these video games to a developer, then what's next? I mean, that must have really got you, your blood going like, wow, this is great. So I'm thinking, you know what? I enjoy programming. I enjoyed programming these games. I'm going to go into computer programming instead. Okay. So I switched my major from fine art to uh, computer science. And you can still be creative because you're creating a game. You're creating. Yep. Okay. So I graduated with a computer science degree. Yeah. And I got hired by this company to write some code for them, to do okay. programming for them. But they didn't have a marketing person. Oh. They're just a small company. Okay. And so I said, hey, guys, yeah, I'll keep doing your programming. Love doing this. But... While I'm here, I love doing all this stuff. Yeah. I marketed my own video game company. Want to do your marketing too? So I started doing their graphic design, their website, their right. videos, learning all the time yeah. how to do it the right way myself. And you're getting paid, and you're getting paid to learn, and you're getting paid to do something that you love. You're finding out you really love doing. Now, that's awesome, man. And the more I did it, the more I loved it. And they would send me to classes to learn more. And oh, wow. I would use YouTube like all of us have learned to yeah. do yeah. to learn new skills. And YouTube University. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. So how long were you with this company for? 14 years. Wow. And so at what point in time did you decide, okay, you know, I'm, I need to go do something else? And, like, and, and what was kind of your thought process behind that? I just always felt like I wanted to do my own thing. I want to have my own company, be able to take care of clients the way I wanted yeah. to. And just like, like if I'm out of budget on a project, on a video project, let's say, but if it's not, if I'm not proud of what I finished yet, I want to have the freedom to sink a couple more hours into that, not worry about the budget, but give my client something that I'm proud of. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. So, you, you start your business and, um, you know, what, what, who was your very first client that you ever had? Do you remember your first client? So we have, uh, our yoga instructor. Okay. Her name is Minda. She's amazing. Okay. And I did a, we did a free video for her just show talking about her philosophy on working out and taking care of your body. And she was teaching at this studio called endurance fitness. Okay. And my very first client was endurance fitness. Okay. Shooting promo videos for the different classes that they offer. Cool. And I just want to interject real quick. Something that he talked about, and this is just to bring value to the audience, is he said the first video he did was free. Okay. So think about that. I think I see a lot of business owners and small business owners that we get into business and we're so hung up on needing to get paid that we don't realize that sometimes you have to give away some free services so you can build that, uh, um, build your portfolio. So you have something to market yourself with. So don't always come out the gate saying you have to charge. I, I recently was talking to somebody and they are a newer business and they wanted to charge a really, a, a, a very expensive price for some, a service that they offered. And kind of my, my pushback to them was, well, 
who are you? Why should somebody, who, what have you done to qualify for you to be able to pay, uh, charge that amount? So I think something that, just to bring value to you guys, that the fact that you said, hey, I did my first event, what did you say? It led to the, to being a client of the gym that, that that person or the studio that person worked at, correct? So sorry to interrupt. Uh, so you your first client is this gal. Now you're doing marketing for the studio. So what's the next process? Now we're rolling. What's going on next? Well, I joined a networking group because I was invited and I saw the value in having this team of professionals all looking out for each other. So my next step was to do another free project. I did a free video for that networking group. Yep. And because of that, I was able to get different clients who saw that video and wanted my services. Yep. Yep. And that's kind of how we met is actually in a business, this business networking group. We weren't in the same, um, what they call a chapter, but he had, he was an ambassador to our chapter and I had heard him talk about, um, LinkedIn. And I was like, man, nobody's talking about LinkedIn is the first guy I've heard in Minnesota talk about LinkedIn. So, um, it was a great, uh, opportunity. And I would say that was probably a year before a year, maybe and some change before we ever really decided to start doing this show and building our Facebook group together. So, so, you know, you're, you're, you, you're kind of have uh, some clients now, maybe you can talk about um, some of your, your services that you provide for these clients. Talk a little bit about what you've done and maybe like where you started from and how it's evolved and how you, you as a, as a creator and as a business owner has evolved um, as the business and your skills, like, Hey, we started doing this, but now we've evolved to this. Yeah, actually I'd like to even take it back one step, okay. jumping off of that. I had been wanting to start my own business for a lot of years before I actually did it. Yeah. And I would just take these, I'd take like the first couple baby steps and then it wouldn't go anywhere and I would get discouraged. Okay. So I never ended up starting my business yeah. for years. And it wasn't until I started listening to Gary Vaynerchuk yes. and what he gave me was this like permission that it's okay to work your face off yeah. Yeah. to create the thing you want. Yeah. And I had always felt before, like people would tell me you're working too hard, that you don't need to work this hard. And then I've learned through starting my own business and finally doing it, finally getting that permission is it does take a lot of work, yeah. but it's work that I love and it works. Yeah. I put yeah. in the work, I put in the hours and it works. Yep. It actually does work. And I would say this too: talk about failure. You said that when you, before you finally pulled the trigger, you felt discouraged. How did you get over that fear of failure? How did you get over Cause I know that as a business owner and just how things go, I'm sure there's still days you're discouraged and things aren't going your way. What were you able to do? So, you know, to bring value to the other business owners out there, what did you do to get over that? How, how did you, how did you, uh, uh, get over that obstacle? So I made a list. I made a list of the things that I love doing Okay. of the things that I knew for my business. I love doing the most. I love editing video. Okay. I loved uh, making content for social media for people. I love seeing a finished website when I'm done with it. I love that finished, perfect website. It looks exactly the way I want it to look for my client. Yeah. I love that feeling. Yeah, that's awesome. So I use those feelings, those points of things that I knew I loved doing, and I expanded on those. Mm. 
So doing that, that removed the barrier of fear because you were focusing on the positive thing. You weren't focusing on, am I going to, do I have enough money? Do I, I'm sick of driving around or I can't really do another free project or, you know, are we making enough for, you know, am I spending enough time with my wife and my kids? It's, Here's what you focused on the positive and then the rest of it just kind of took care of itself. The rest of it fell into place. That's awesome. And I think that's a great, great uh, piece of information for everybody listening is that when you are in a business, you got to focus on the positive and maybe just in any relationship, right? With people, with loved ones, with family, you know, you just have to focus on the positive and with yourself. Because the most important relationship we have is with ourselves oftentimes. And like uh, Luke was saying, is like he had self-doubt that he had to overcome in order for him to, uh, to, to, to over, you know, be successful. So you get over that hurdle. So talk, let's talk about how your business has evolved now that you were able to conquer that hurdle. So the biggest way that it evolved was through social media, through my social media work for my clients, because social media changes so much, so often and each platform has its own nuances. And so there's so much learning that needs to happen to be able to master each platform. So as I was able to get more clients and do their social media work, I was able to master each of those platforms on their behalf. Right. And that, it takes time to learn all of that. That's right. not a quick process. Right. So, so let me just get this straight. You started out mainly focusing on video. And then it's evolved more into like social media and a marketing company. Like when you first came out the gate, were you, were you just kind of like, I want to help people make videos or did you always know you wanted to be more in depth with the social media marketing and building the brand aspect? I always knew I wanted to, but I needed a reason to. And when you make a video for a small business, we both know if you just put that video on your website and do nothing else with it, it's kind of a waste. Yeah. So part of it was learning from my clients how to take this video and potentially when you have this video shoot, how to make multiple videos and cut up your content and rework your content and just have this stream of social media video content available. So that's how I got more into social. And we've had this conversation too. One thing that we see our clients and small business owners do is they call us, they want a video, we make video, they post video one time and it never sees the day of light again. And that's where, you know, we come in and we want to say, no, stop. We can, we can repurpose that video in so many different ways and post it on so many different platforms. Um, and, and I think that's one thing for you business owners out there as well is quit hiring people to do a video. Hire people to do a series of videos. And, and if you're not going to post them and be real honest with yourself, all right, if you really don't have the time to post those videos, hire somebody like us or, you know, or your a marketing company to post those videos for you, right? Because what we get is like, oh, I want, to, I want to do two videos. And we do the two videos and you post them on your social media one time. What do you think? 20, 20% of that person's following might see that video. And then it's just so it's a waste of your money because you're not going to get the reach that it needs. So... What is it that your company does? Maybe going a little bit more in depth in like the videos you make and the social media management and stuff like that. So if I have a client who I'm doing all their digital marketing, what I like to tell them is start with the blog and maybe it's a written blog, maybe it's a video blog, but the blog can be the heart of everything because when you make content for the blog, 
Not only is SEO going to work in your favor, so you show up higher in search results, but you pull content out of the blog for social media. If it's video or if it's text, if you are making, you know, five things people didn't know about your business, each one of those five things is a social media post. Yeah. So it provides this steady stream of content and you only have to really do the hard work once to make that blog post. Yeah, that makes sense. So then from there, are you using that blog and are you pulling copy from that blog? And for those of you guys that might not know, copy is the written word. Uh, the copy could be the captions on your social media. Copy could be a blog post, just the written word. So are you using that copy and are you using it as like the roadmap to the visual content then? Absolutely. Sometimes I pull all of the content out of it and we'll post it as a LinkedIn article because LinkedIn articles trend very well. Sometimes I'm just pulling snippets out of it as an isolated social media post with its own image for branding purposes. Sometimes I'm not even driving traffic back to the blog because if you're always posting links on Facebook and LinkedIn, you get penalized because Facebook doesn't want people leaving Facebook. So a lot of times it's just a piece of great content with no link anywhere. Yep. And for you business owners listening and marketers, uh, you know, and most of you marketers should know this. One thing the social media platforms don't want you doing is leaving their platform. So they will not show your post that has a link to an external page. So let's say you post a YouTube link on Facebook, or let's say you're on LinkedIn. LinkedIn's really notorious for this. If you posted a, a YouTube link on your um, LinkedIn page, the likelihood of them showing that to your audience, the majority of your audience shrinks because they want that image and that 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 uh, that video to be on their platform. They don't want people leaving the platform, right? Exactly. And so you're you're using that blog as a way to um, 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 kind of generate some organic content. Um, what are some other things you do to create that organic uh, reach for your for your clients? One thing I do is schedule a video with them, and oftentimes it's part of this video marketing package, but. We just have a conversation with the camera rolling and I ask them questions just like you're interviewing me right now. I interview them and I get all that great content spoken from the heart where they are just talking about their passion. They're talking about why they do what they do. They're talking about what they know. And then in my video software, I can transcribe all that, pull the text out of it. And with a little massaging and tweaking, that text makes for great blog content, great social media content, even without the video. And it's again, for our marketers that are listening and our business owners that are listening, transcribing means basically taking the, the, uh, the verbal, the audio of our words, our spoken word, and putting it into a software that will transcribe that into text, into copy, into written format. And now uh, you have uh, an, a, another way so uh, that you can pick out a content, written content from your clients. So think about what, uh, what Luke just said. We have our blog and now we actually have content from our interview. So how many, how many months of content do you think you could pull from those two sources alone? Do you think? I'd say four months, four months, right? So look between two simple sources, we've now created four months worth of content, right? And for you, the business owner, the small business owner that doesn't have a lot of time to think about all this stuff, Luke has just pulled four months of worth of content out of you without you not even knowing it. Right. And that's why uh, you hire a company like Luke. Luke's company. Um, one other thing I wanted to ask about, um, we touched about this in the last episode, 
talk again a little bit about, because um, I want to make sure that the people really fully understand what you talk a little bit more about um, the engagement that your business does and how you're generating uh, organic reach. And again, I'm sorry, organic reach is when you connect with an audience um, on social media without paying for it, okay? So if you ever hear us say organic reach, it's about connecting with an audience that we didn't pay for. So maybe you can talk a little bit more about that organic reach piece, because I think this is a brilliant thing that Luke's doing for his clients. Yeah, it's organic reach is challenging right now because Facebook used to have great organic reach eight years ago. Now, if you want people to see your business's content on Facebook, you've got to pay money. But not all the platforms are like that. On LinkedIn, what I am encouraging my clients to do and often doing for them is posting on their personal LinkedIn accounts because your personal LinkedIn page has this amazing free organic reach that is rare right now. And not only will LinkedIn show your posts to your entire network for free, but they actually show those posts for up to a month. So you get not just great organic reach one day after you post something like with the other platforms, but it's for up to a month. And we also find that with Instagram, if you are doing Instagram the right way, which is commenting on other people's stuff, you get that great organic reach for your own content as well. And I think the other thing about LinkedIn, which is amazing, is when he was talking about a post can last for a month. You know, if you think of LinkedIn and Facebook, the life cycle of a post is probably one or two days, 24 to 48 hours. I mean, LinkedIn, I mean, I've had, if I had a really good post, um, and I don't have many of them, I'm not a LinkedIn star by any stretch of the imagination, but I've had a couple where, you know, four or five days later, people are it's still popping up on people's timelines. And when you also, when you go on LinkedIn, you'll see posts from four or five days ago, a week ago, a month ago on your timeline. So LinkedIn is a great tool for small business owners. Um, and when you got somebody like Luke doing engagement with your, as your business for your business, that's just going to help your, your business grow as well. Um, so let's, you know, wrap this up a little bit and talk about, you know, what is the future of your business? Where do you see your business growing in the next three to five years? Um, and I want, it's a two part question. Where do you see your business going? And then where do you see marketing as a whole? Cause this is the new marketing for small business. Where do you see new marketing growing for the other small business owners out there? For myself, in five years, I want to have this team of digital marketing specialists where currently I'm doing video, social web, but to have more support in that area, but also to add services like SEO and photography to just take care of anyone's entire digital marketing needs. And where do you see the future of marketing as a whole going to? Um, you know, we're, right now we're in this... I think the now would be we're transitioning from traditional to media. What do you think the next evolution might be? I think nothing's going to go backwards. Everything's going to keep moving forwards. I think that people are going to be using their phones and tablets and audio devices, their digital assistants more and more and more. I think attention spans are dropping for a lot of things. That's why we see TikTok being so popular. I think TikTok is going to be even more popular and we're going to see other mediums that take advantage of those short attention spans, possibly in different ways through AR and VR. Yeah. Everything's going in that direction. But I think you're going to see more of this very short form content being super popular. Yeah. While at the same time, there is still room for long form content as long as it's in a digital space. Sure, sure. And I mean, think about YouTube. Like, 
long form content on YouTube is essential to somebody like myself or like you, where this is where we go to learn. Like we learn video settings, cameras, the best equipment accessories for what, you know, I mean, this is huge. And I'm like, I know people that have built entire businesses based on, well, built entire businesses. I'm one of them off of what they've learned on YouTube. Um, and I also, to your point, to make it to, to Luke's point about short form video, I was talking to him recently about, I, there's a gal I follow on TikTok who's giving out amazing Facebook ad advice and they're, they're like seven second videos. And I'm like, man, she's good because it's straight to the point. And I'm on TikTok and, 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 and I swipe to the next one because she's just giving up so much information. Now, having said that, why the long format stuff is important is that it will give you a more depth um, on, an explanation as to why you do this. So um, I, I agree with everything you said. And um, so Luke, where can people find you and your company at on social media right now? Just search for Moving Tree Media on any of the platforms. On Instagram, I'm at Moving Tree Media. Facebook search for it, it's movingtreemedia.com. Pretty much all under my name, except on LinkedIn. It's under my personal name, Luke Porter. And again, to the family of Luke Porter, we are going to be giving away a handsome, a handsome rant, ransom re, uh, reward for anybody that can find that video of the uh, magic watermelon. <laughs> we need to find that uh, ASAP. So for anybody out there listening, you know, we have a handsome $50 gift card at Chipotle or something like that. <laughs> but hey, uh, we want to thank you guys for listening to, to us again. Uh, the the uh, mark a new marketing uh, for your small business. Uh, you can find us on uh, Facebook because we're going to be running everything through our Facebook group, and you can also find us on YouTube as well. Uh, so thank you guys again for listening. Uh, go on the show notes for uh, links to all of our pages, and uh, come back next week for our next episode. Um, and uh, just keep uh, keep following us. Anything else you want to say to wrap things up? Thanks for watching. And next episode, I'm going to be interviewing William. So make sure to check that out and we'll see you then. All right. Thanks, guys.